brothers, my sisters, the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. As Jesus was setting out on a journey, a man ran up, knelt down before him, and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus answered him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not kill. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. You shall not default, defraud. Honor your father and your mother. He replied and said to him, Teacher, all of these I have observed from my youth. Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, you are lacking in one thing. Go sell what you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. At that statement, his face fell and he went away sad, but he had many possessions. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard is it for those to have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were amazed at his words. So Jesus again said to them in reply, Children, how hard is it to enter the kingdom of God? It is easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for one who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. They were exceedingly astonished and said among themselves, Then, who can be saved? And Jesus looked at them and said, For human beings it is impossible, but not for God. For all things are possible for God. The Gospel of the Lord. <laughs> so the rich man asked Jesus, How do I inherit eternal life? And Jesus invites him to a new way of life. He had been keeping the commandments. He thought he was living a pretty good life, but then he stops him in his tracks and says, you lack one thing. Go, sell everything you have, and give money to the poor, and you will get treasure in heaven. And then follow me. Jesus let him know that the best way to, for him to find the treasures of heaven was to give up his earthly treasures. He didn't like that. He didn't really want to share his gifts or his possessions. Our first reading reminds us that we need wisdom, because wisdom is helpful. When we search for God in all things, that wisdom is more valuable than any possession, whether it's silver or gold, any treasure that we would have. And the rich man in this gospel could not accept of letting go, letting go of his treasures, letting go of his wealth. Well, letting go of possessions can be an obstacle for us too. Now, we all need security. We all have the need to earn a livelihood. But the gospel is not saying that money and possessions are bad. It's just wanting us to not make them central to everything we do, central in our lives. 
not have them rule our hearts, and definitely not rule our actions. Because it can get in the way of us loving God, and it can get in the way of us loving our neighbor. The author Willis Johnson wrote, when talking about loving God and neighbor, he said, loving God and neighbor means you don't want anyone to have any less than anyone else. You don't want anyone to have less. Now that's radical. That's a real test of loving our neighbor. And it is hard. It is hard. Hurricane Florence affected many people in South Carolina last month. And this week we heard about Hurricane Michael. People, when they lose everything, when they lose their possessions, it tests them. And it really kind of probably puts them in a mind of what really is important. Recently, a story on CBS News on On the Road, if you've seen that feature that Steve Hartman does at the end of the news on Friday night. He had a great example of a good neighbor, a neighbor who was a great neighbor to strangers. So Jared Hux is a owner of a the Midtown Inn and Cottages down in South Carolina. And it was one of the few places down there that was not damaged. Now he could have cha charged top rate to fill his inn and motel, and he could have quickly gone from vacancy to no vacancy. And he made a decision not to do that. He made a decision to invite everyone, as he says, stay at his house. Now, it just happens the house has 70 rooms. And he invited the poorest and most hottest impacted people in the community, mostly single families, mostly families with kids, and a few cats and dogs. He let them all in. And he gave over 1,000 free nights away worth $50,000 to him. That's radically letting go. That's sharing your possessions. As he told the reporter Steve Hartman, he says, my mama taught me to love my neighbor. And then he says, I, I kind of sarcastically says, I remember reading that somewhere too. But the community saw what he was doing and then went one step further. They provided meals three days a week for everyone that was staying at the hotel. They got diapers, they got baby supplies. If there was a place to do nails and do haircuts, they did that for them too. Whatever the talent of the people that were there had in the community, they shared them. And the recipients of many of the gifts, they returned all that they had. They lost almost everything. And the only possession left they had was their talents. So they showed their appreciation by just doing the housekeeping at the hotel, by doing the chores at the inn. And the story ends with the owner saying just one thing. He says, my mama would be proud. Now that's an exa example of someone really being truly rich and rich in generosity and really rich in the things that matter to God. So I'm gonna do something different 
today. I've never done this. I'm going to challenge all of us. I would like us to put our feet right in the shoes of the rich man. I want us to share our treasures. Almsgiving is best when it comes from a point of, not a point of abundance. And a lot of us have abundance, and we might give a dollar to a homeless person. I want a little level of pain, a little bit of sadness like that rich man. Maybe a treasure that you might miss. Maybe a, a treasure you might not want to share. I'd like us to take something of value, something of treasure, and not share it with someone you know. Share it with a stranger. Share it with a neighbor. Now, maybe it's money. Let's just take an example. 20 bucks or more, just enough. And whatever that is to us individually, let it hurt a little bit. Enough to make a difference. Now, I drive in Boston, and I get off at Mass Ave, and usually I reach in, whatever's in the glove compartment or close to me, I throw a quarter or whatever. What if I put the window down and gave him 20 bucks? Do you think for a moment, one moment in their life, they would be shocked? Do you think maybe you might make a difference? Maybe paying for a meal for someone who might need it. My wife takes the commuter rail, and she tells me that at South Station, she walks by a lot of the same people. It's almost like they're religiously there. And when they're not there, you miss them, and you wonder where they are. At the 7 o'clock, someone said to me after the, after the Mass that they, they have that same experience, and they said, you know, I can't give money every single day. But one thing you can do is you can nod at them and say good morning. That's not too out of the bounds. But what, she, what Kathy does is she sometimes, with this one gentleman she's kind of got a rapport with, has gone over and said, uh, come over to McDonald's and I'll buy you lunch. He was shocked when we go out of our comfort zone. We go just a little bit over with that rich man. Maybe looking at when you're at a restaurant, giving the server, who's probably working this as a second job, a tip that's off the charts, and then running out of the restaurant so they don't acknowledge you. Or maybe an anonymous note with a gift of kindness to a neighbor. Someone you might not know in your neighborhood too well, but might need a little bit of a positive boost. So I'm not saying charity, I'm not saying a fundraiser or a GoFundMe, I'm saying a stranger, a complete stranger, a complete just one person this week. Now if we all did that just this week, just one person, Imagine the impact on those random strangers. And don't judge them. Don't try to question. Don't play God. 
Don't question whether they deserve your gratitude or not. Don't worry about who they are either, or the details of their lives. But here's one thing I said I think will happen if we do this this, this week. We will find ourselves so filled with love and with gratitude for others and remind a neighbor, remind a stranger that they are proudly loved and treasured by God and all of our lives, even for just one moment, will become truly rich. So long, long road From which there is no return While we're on the way To there, why not share
my brother 